Hey there, you're tuned into another episode of All Things Skin, Wellness, and Faith, a podcast where you'll learn simple ways to implement skincare and wellness techniques from a holistic approach. On this podcast, we'll explore practical ways to address skin health and overall holistic spiritual well-being while deepening our faith. I'm your host, Natasha Diaz, a licensed holistic esthetician, day spa owner, and a faithful believer and follower of Christ. And it's time to get ready to get encouraged and empowered as we dive into all things skin, wellness, and faith. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of All Things Skin, Wellness, and Faith. Today we are talking about to indulge or not to indulge. And this is like the perfect um, topic to discuss as we are, what, just two weeks shy, I think, of um, Thanksgiving season. Who can believe it? The holidays are here right around the corner. I don't know about you, but I just feel like this whole year has just totally flown by. I don't know where time is gone, but here we are again on another holiday season, Black Friday season. It seems like the holidays are just going by like one of those little cartoon books that you kind of fan and you know like you can see like the running cartoon characters as you fan a book together. I don't know if anybody knows about that, but yeah, that's what um, life is feeling like to me lately. But uh, anywho, we are jumping in today, like I said, on today's episode, which is talking about to indulge or not to indulge. Perfect topic for the holiday season as we are coming up on a time where indulgement is um, very high at this time of the year. From the time of October, where we have that awful dreaded holiday that I don't particularly care for or celebrate Halloween, that starts with the indulgement of sweets right there. For those of you that do celebrate Halloween, hopefully not many of you, that's a whole nother subject, but for those of you that do celebrate as you're packing up those bags and, you know, you're putting candy in the bag, there's like one for you and then one in my mouth and then, you know, a Reese's Pieces here and things like that. And it kind of just starts from October all the way into like the end of the year where we're going into like, you know, New Year's Eve celebrations. And there's just a lot of um, indulging that goes on. And I feel like it's just like a slippery slope because what we do is we kind of justify it. And it's easy to justify because especially with it being like Thanksgiving and Christmas, you can kind of just be like, oh, but, you know, it's the holiday time and, you know, we just want to gather with our friends and family and, you know, just we say things like just live a little and, you know, just one cookie or one cake and a little bit here and there, you know, it's only one time a year, but The thing I don't think we realize is, like I said, it's a slippery slope. And with it being such a slippery slope, that's a tongue twister for me, by the way, excuse me. But um, it's easy to slide down, but it's not easy to climb back up. It's easy to just go, you know, from household to household and we have, you know, 
Grandma Daisy's, you know, pecan pie and, you know, Aunt Rebecca's, you know, and I'm making up these names too. Aunt Rebecca's, you know, banana cream pudding pie and then a little bit of stuffing and a roll here and, you know, a slice of this and a slice of that. And before you know it, you are stuffed to capacity. You have taken in so many different types of sugars and fats. And then for those of you that, you know, don't really drink year round, this may be a time, this is definitely a time of year where alcohol consumption is at an all-time high because people that don't normally drink on a regular basis will use the holiday time as a time to indulge a little in alcohol. And there's all these, you know, awesome, tasty, you know, alcoholic beverages that come out this time of year. And this stuff is just, you know, it's outright not good for us. And I feel like, you know, three main things that are consumed this type of year are sugars, bad fats, bad carbohydrates, which convert to sugars, and then alcohol. And it's like these things can not only wreak havoc on our skin. I mean, I'm definitely prepping my clients and talking to my clients about, you know, how to prepare for this time of year and, you know, talking about, you know, eating slowly and, you know, drinking slowly and just having small increments of things. But I think what overall what it boils down to is down in outright discipline. And I think that um, with sugars, fats, and alcohol being high in consumption, what you'll really notice is that it wreaks havoc not only on your skin, but also internally. And that is because everything that you ingest comes out through your skin. And that's why you see breakouts. That's why you see all these things, you know, kind of come out on your skin because what your body is doing is basically just saying, hello, you know, there's inflammation going on here. Hello, you know, this is not, I'm not really able to digest this, digest this, and it's kind of giving you a heads up and telling you visually that these things aren't working out well for you internally. So when you eat something and it comes up on your skin, you know, think of it like that. I always tell my clients, you know, that your skin is like a magic mirror as to, you know, what is going on in the inside. I mean, water consumption is definitely going to be key. And usually what I tell clients is to stay hydrated. And certainly if you're drinking alcohol, hopefully you're not, but you know, to each his own in a sense. If you're drinking alcohol, it dehydrates the skin like crazy. And when your skin is dehydrated, if you're a client of mine, it definitely brings on the look of aging. If you have um, high consumption of sugars, it's going to block your body's ability from absorbing nutrients. So, I mean, you round up all these things together and you're not only getting bad skin, but you're getting you know, just bad health in general. And so I think that sometimes what we do is we kind of justify it as, you know, just this time of year, or it's just a little bit, or we'll say little things, or we'll hear little things like, oh, you know, just live a little, or, you know, just indulge a little. And I think what we need to 
keep an eye on and be mindful is that we're having these little increments of short-term pleasure that it's going to have a long-term detrimental um, what's the word I want to say? A long, long-term detriment on our health, basically. And if even if you look at it from intaking calories, uh, intake of calories, if you take in, you know, five minutes or maybe just fifteen to twenty minutes, a few cakes, a few breads, a few sugars, how much time is it going to take you on a treadmill? to burn that off? How many, you know, months are you going to have to look at the bulge around your stomach area from those few moments of pleasure? I mean, even just thinking about it in life in general, how many times have we put ourselves in situations where we have had a few minutes of pleasure and it's basically given us long-term lasting pain or bad situations that we were stuck with just for a few moments of pleasure. So I think that even from a biblical point of view, we need to take those thoughts captive is what the Bible tells us. And as we're having these little thoughts that are creeping in our mind, usually from the enemy, you know, it's just a little bit. You can have just a little bit, you know, just one cookie, just, you know, one glass of wine. Um, for those of you that are Hispanic and familiar with coquito, which is like... um uh, Spanish eggnog, just, you know, one glass, one glass turns into two, two turns into three and so on and so forth. And before you know it, you know, you've had way more than you really should have. And these things, like I said, they do have a short-term effect of happiness for a long-term effect that is going to wreak havoc on your health. So I think that, you know, we really need to be, like I said, more disciplined when we think about those things. And when we make those decisions, I think that we should replay or not replay, but we should take the thought captive is exactly what I said previously and it's exactly what the Bible says. Okay, I've had, you know, two cookies or I've had, you know, this one glass of wine or this one beer or one rum, but what is this going to do to me long-term? What is the long-term damage of this? And it's like, we can definitely find ways to enjoy our friends and our families and to gather together without the indulgement of these things that are going to, you know, wreak havoc on us for months or maybe even years to come. Because for some of us, you know, we get this is not everybody, but some of us, you know, we eat one and we eat two and, you know, the dopamine starts to get going in our brains and we get this associated feeling of happiness, which is a lie. And it's time, it's hard for us to, you know, turn away from those things. So, I mean, these things that are sneaky and innocent and subtle, you know, turn into long-term damage. So, I mean, I think another way to look at it is like, okay, it's holiday time and it's like, you know, we'll have friends and families or even ourselves that will say, you know, just live a little because it's holiday time. And I think we need to look at it from um, a point of view of First Corinthians First Corinthians 10.23, which tells us that, you know, everything is 
what is it? Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So, I mean, these are not all things that are going to uh, give us a heart attack right away, or these are not all things that are going to keep us from going to heaven. But what is the benefit of it? And that's how I like to look at things. It's like, yes, I can have this cookie. I can have this glass of wine. I can have this alcoholic beverage. And no, it's not going to affect my salvation. It's not going to give me a heart attack. Um, I can go to the gym tomorrow. I can work this off. But what is the real benefit? And I think that as we're living these day, in these days, I think that we do need to come from a place of more discipline. I mean, I think that especially from a place of, you know, Christianity and our faith walk, we have to be accountable for everything that we do, every single thing. And like I said, it's not something that is going to keep us out of heaven, but Romans 14, 12 tells us that we will have to give an account to God for everything that we did, every decision we made, every word even that we spoke, we have to be accountable for. And so this is not from a place of condemnation. This is not from a place of putting fear on you, but this is from a place of accountability. And, um, I think that what it comes down to is like, we have grace. We definitely have grace. But I look at graces, and I don't even want to say, I'm. this is probably a bad way of describing it, as a get-out-of-jail-free card, because that's not exactly how I want to say it. But I look at grace as something that, a card that I want to hold on to, in an extreme situation, where I had an extreme moment that, you know, okay, I slipped up. I messed up. I don't look at grace as something that I want to live off of on a regular basis. I don't want to look at grace as something that, you know, every year at holiday time, you know, I don't drink all year long. I don't eat cookies or I don't eat, you know, this all year long. So come holiday time, I'm going to indulge and I'm just going to live it up and party it up because I normally don't live like this. I don't think that that is how we should use our grace card. I think that we should look at our lives, you know, as having a relationship with Christ. And I mean, everyone's walk is different. Everyone is definitely at a different level in their walk with the Lord. Everyone is definitely at a different level, level at their place, you know, with Christ. But for me, I look at it as a relationship and I look at it like this. Okay, so if I'm in a relationship with my husband or with my boyfriend, I can definitely, you know, have a guy walk by me and I can definitely be like, oh, you know, he's cute or, you know, he's good looking or whatever. But is that really going to be beneficial to my relationship? It's like, no, I haven't technically 
cheated. I haven't really technically done anything wrong because I haven't really acted on it. But if my husband or my boyfriend, if they knew about that, how would that make them feel? So I feel like that's kind of like how we need to look at it with the Lord. No, you know, he's not going to break up with us. He's not going to send us to the pit of hell because we did these things. But how is that going to put us in our relationship with him? I mean, for me, I want to live in a way that everything that I do is is pleasing as possible to him. And it's like we are flesh and we are not perfect. There is only one that is perfect and that is Jesus Christ himself. But I don't know about you, but I want to live as close, as close, as close as I can. And I don't want to do anything that is going to grieve the Holy Spirit. So that means that I don't want to flirt with the things of this world when I know that I'm going to spend my eternity with the Lord and I'm going to have to, you know, give account for everything that I did. I want to live this relationship that I have with him as close to perfection as possible. And I think that in the natural, even in the natural, we don't realize how much weight these things carry. I think that even if we're going and we're indulging and, you know, we're just like, oh, you know, it's holiday time and, you know, we're just going to live it up. And this is a time for friends and family. And, you know, we're just going to, you know, live it up for this one time around. I think that if you just take a second and you just weigh it out, you weigh out you know, not even from a sinful point of view, if you just weigh out what is taking place as I indulge in these foods, in these beverages, what is the long-term effect that it can potentially have? I think that it will leave you in a better place of making better decisions or indulging a little bit less. And biblically, I think that it's like, okay, we were redeemed a price was paid for our lives. When Christ died on the cross for us, he died for us. So it's like if he died for us, then we should live our lives living for him, living for what he does, He what he did. He paid the ultimate price for us. So let us do things that are, you know, going to glorify him. Let us do things that are going to be beneficial to glorifying his kingdom. And it's like, Okay, we may not see it as, oh, you know, it's a big deal because it's just a glass of wine. It's just a few things. But the Bible says our bodies are a temple to the Holy Spirit. So if we house the Holy Spirit inside of us, then do we not want to have the Holy Spirit inside the most pristine temple as possible? Do we want to have the Holy Spirit in a place that is bogged up with, you know, um, drinks and wine and, you know, sugars and things like that? So, I mean, no, we don't. I mean, I think that we are fulfilled by these things that are temporary, but we don't realize the long-term lasting effects that they have on us. And I think that we should just really like I said, take these thoughts captive, you know, in the natural and in the spiritual, because I mean, 
we all know that we war against the enemy and he's very tricky in, in the way he works with us. He'll definitely use things like, oh, it's just a glass of wine. It's just, you know, a little bit of cake. It's just a little bit of this. And before you know it, you know, that door gets easily open. It's a wedge, but it gets open a little bit wider and a little bit wider and a little bit wider. It's almost like, you know, going back to Genesis, you know, did God really tell you not to, you know, take a bite of that apple? Did God really tell you not to eat that forbidden fruit? So, I mean, it starts with something that seems a little bit innocent. And before you know it, like I said before, we're down a slippery, slippery slope. And I think that the holiday time can be a time that it's easy, easier for us to kind of slip in these areas because we'll have our friends, we'll have our family around. And I mean, for those of us that are believers and those of us that have family members that are not, I think it's even easier because the pressure will be on and, you know, family members or friends will be like, you know, come on, it's, you know, it's it's holiday time, you know, just live a little. It's not going to hurt, you know, just, you know, it's one time a year, just, you know, enjoy the family, enjoy company. And I think that that brings me back to John fifteen nineteen that tells us that, you know, the world we're not a part of this world. So the world won't really understand us. They won't understand why we make the decisions that we make. They won't understand that we're living our lives and living out, you know, trying to run this faith race, you know, to the best of our ability. And the Bible also tells us, you know, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. So like I said, again, this is not from a place of condemnation. This is not from a place of ruining your holidays or just telling you, you know, to live under fear, under condemnation. This is just from a place of hoping, help, hopefully helping you get to a level where you're taking it a little bit further each year. So I know for me, I used to be a drinker. I'm not a drinker anymore. Um, I have indulged on sweets. Sometimes, you know, if we don't drink, we can put something else in that place. It can be sweets. It can be cookies. It can be whatever it is. But I think that as we move on in our walk, that we need to tighten up the reins a little bit more, a little bit more. We need to... Um, shift our focus and put it more back on the Lord and make sure that we're not finding, how do I want to say this? We're not finding pleasure in things of the world, but we're finding our pleasure in the Lord himself. So I hope that kind of makes sense for you guys. And I hope that no one is really taking it like I'm trying to like really come down hard on you. But really what I want to do is just encourage you to, you know, get closer to the Lord. And I feel like, you know, as you lean in and press in on him, I think that these things will become easier and easier. I think that every year we need to have goals of, you know, digging in deeper. I know that's something that he's definitely told me this year to dig in deeper. And I know as New Year's comes up, this is a time of making, you know, New Year's resolutions. And I think that 
our goal should be, you know, to dig in deeper to the Lord each year or, you know, to come closer to him and to build a deeper relationship. And I think like holiday time and making these decisions to tighten it up around, you know, how much we're indulging in certain temporary pleasures is definitely a good place to start. So, okay, guys, that's going to wrap it up today. As always, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of a prayer. And I just thank you all for tuning in once again. I hope that this was encouraging for you. And I hope to hear you come back. Well, hear you come back. Not hear you come back. I hope that you do come back and join me on future episodes. All right. So thank you, Lord for this platform. Thank you, Lord, for every person that's underneath the sound of my voice. Thank you, Lord, for another year of holidays that we can hopefully grow closer in you. As we do take this time, Lord God, to examine some of our ways, Lord God, I pray, Lord, that you will help us to see the areas that we can tighten up the reins a little bit in and how we can dig deeper and go grow closer in you. Father God, I just thank you, Lord God, for everything that you have given us this year as we come close to wrapping up another year. Lord God, I pray, Lord, that you would just show us, Lord God, how to dig our roots and deeper in you. All right. In Jesus' name, I say this prayer. Amen. All right. So thank you again so much, guys, for tuning in. I do want to encourage you guys to like and subscribe. Well, not like, but subscribe so that you can stay up to date on all the new episodes as soon as they come in. I have just dropped Breadcrumbs of Faith, which is more so like a weekly five to 10 minute um, devotional just to give you a little bit of encouragement throughout your week. So I'll be doing breadcrumbs of faith on a weekly basis that's going to drop on Wednesdays. And then our regular um, longer episodes that again around wellness and faith will continue to drop every two weeks. I'm not sure if that's going to be on a Monday or Friday, but it'll definitely be every two weeks. All right, guys, thank you so much. Be blessed.